I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Genesis of a novel. I.N. 1979. Father Joseph A. Galdon, S.J. Edited the book Essays on the Filipino Novel in English which was published by Ateneo de Manila University Press. It is a compilation of critical essays that were first published in the respected journal Philippine Studies, which Ateneo still publishes every quarter. The book gathered various essays on the Philippine novel in English from 1921 to 1975. In the spirit of the times, Father Galdon listed the themes of the Philippine novel as discussed by the novelist and national artist for literature, N.V.M. Gonzalez. The first theme is the barrio and the city, the second is the theme of Rizal's hope of the fatherland, which telescopes freedom, integrity, social justice and the upliftment of the masses. The third theme is that of the lost Eden, or the longing for a pre-colonial condition that is forever lost, and the fourth is the theme of illusion versus reality. Another eminent writer, Bienvenido N. Santos, never became a national artist because he had acquired American citizenship during the Marcos senior regime when his novel, The Praying Man, was banned. Santos notes that love remains the constant in the variety of fictional menu Filipino novelists prepare for their readers, whose particular favorite is the tragic love story. Love is a sin rather than love as grace holds much more reading delight than stories of wandering idealists or tales of mighty conquistadors in their silks fighting one another for power in an age strangely removed from Sapong Pele, where the urban poor were relocated, and all the make-believe Dakalong Pogibig, Great Love, of a Sampagita or LVN production. Then Santos concludes, there is the love element, though not necessarily present as a theme, in practically every Filipino novel in English. Furthermore, Father Galdon suggested another way of viewing the Philippine novel in English. It is the movement of the novel from Romanticism to Realism from 1921 to 1975. But as time passes, the novels become less and less romantic, even anti-romantic at times, and become more realistic and existential in character. Sex becomes explicit, characters are more rounded and psychological, and their inner selves, confronted with ethical choices, are explored more deeply and the authors seek something closer to a one-to-one -one correspondence between representation and subject. In 1998, or almost 20 years after Father Galdon's anthology, Dr. Cristina Pontoja Hidalgo published her book, A Gentle Subversion, Essays on Philippine Fiction in English. In her essay called History is Fiction, the contemporary Filipino novel in English, Dr. Hidalgo asserted that the novels published from 1973 to 1978 revealed that the writers in English no longer feel hesitancy regarding the writing of historical novels, as if, in fact, they ever felt it. Many are precisely historical novels. But history in these novels is not a mere setting, a convenient place card for the protagonists and antagonists. Dr. Hidalgo said that history enters into the motivation of the characters, it propels the plot. The characters in these novels are political beings, their conflicts are engendered by political events. I would even claim that the protagonist here is the nation itself, the real conflict, the desperate need for survival. And here is where I will insert, if I may, my first novel with the original title of The Imaginary Iceberg. My novel began as a series of short stories written from 1983 to 1993. This was the time I had just finished my college studies at Ateneo de Manila University. Then, I took an MA in literature in English at the same university, 
then left for the United Kingdom to take my MPhil in publishing studies at the University of Stirling on a British Council scholarship. The stories written in that decade were mostly in the realistic mode, stories about a young gay man growing up in a military base during the Marcos senior regime. Some of the stories were published in Focus Philippines, edited by the formidable Karima Pelotan, while the others saw print in National Midweek, edited by another great writer, Gregorio C. Briantes. I was lucky to have these two favorite writers of mine as gatekeepers of my early work. My stay in the UK was marked not only by postgraduate studies but also by many pleasurable hours of reading, especially when winter set in. I had read the stories of Angela Carter and the novels of Milan Kundera and Gabriel Garcia Marquez when I was still in the Philippines. John Smith's booksellers on campus, as well as Waterstones in the town center, sold copies of their other books, which I gladly bought and read. I also began reading the erotic stories of Anais Nin and the Little Birds and the gay fiction of Edmund White in A Boy's Own Story. The horizon of my reading and of my world was expanding before my very eyes. In 1990, I received an offer for a graduate teaching assistantship at Kansas State University to take my Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing. But, I chose to return to the Philippines and resume teaching at the Ateneo. I was also appointed Director of the Office of Research and Publications, which published textbooks in creative writing. Then, in April of 1993, I got an International Writing Fellowship at Hawthornden Castle in Midlothian, Scotland, to finish my second collection of poems called Black Silk Pajamas. The British Council gave me free airfare, a stipend, and also another fellowship, this time at the Cambridge Seminar on Contemporary British Writing at Downing College in July of 1993. The fellowship at Hawthornden meant one month of necessary leisure to write, with free board and lodging, in an ancient Scottish castle that, I would later learn, was also inhabited by a ghost. I finished revising my book of poems in one week, and then I stopped cold. I still had three weeks to go. And as the leaves began to sprout from the dead trees outside, I began writing my novel. I looked at the stories that I had written in the past decade, and then I wrote chapters that filled in the gaps. The rooks began to fly, the black birds like letters versus in the sky, as my handwritten words began to fill up my yellow sheets of paper. My book, River Run, was later published by Anvil after 20 years and promptly sold out. I revised the novel, adding close to 100 pages, and submitted it to Penguin Random House Southeast Asia, which published the novel in August 2020, in the middle of the pandemic. The novel has received rave reviews and has undergone three print runs. Not bad for a book that was first dreamed of by the writer through the years, then slowly let it take shape, in days of gladness and of grief. River Run, a novel is available at Fully Booked and on the website of Acre Philippines, the Penguin distributor in the Philippines.